Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on Killing Eve, Villanelle is feeling the pressure. We're talking psychopath. Villanelle and Eve's love is killing each other or themselves. And it's Cinco de Mayo, not April 1st, but Villanelle's got jokes. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey guys, this is the after show for Killing Eve. Can't believe we're already on episode five. Yeah. Does it even feel like that? It's just been flying by, but I, <laughs> I think in the best way because we're loving this season yeah. so much. I'm Haley J. To my left is Delia and Erica. What's up, guys? Are you, are you guys ready to dive right into this? We have yes. a lot to uncover in this episode. The first main things that I kind of noticed were Villanelle is essentially a psychopath, so they're saying, but we're seeing a more human side mm-hmm. to her more than ever within the last episode a little bit and a lot in this episode. Even Villanelle are racing to the kill, basically, so we don't know if they want to take each other out. The suspense, you guys know, is unintended <laughs> killing me. <laughs> And, of course, now they're working together. So this is going to open up a whole new can of worms of these two powerful women. Women, what can they do when they come and join forces? And, of course, we've got our special segment, Women of the Week. Are we going to choose a positive role model or are we going to the dark side? Mm. You guys will have to (laughs) wait and see for that. Talk about a tease with that one. First of all, what are our overall thoughts of the episode? I was... I was loving the sexual tension in this episode. It was a lot to take on. I was like, okay, okay, I feel it. It's getting, it's getting that dramatic steamy. music. Yeah. Gets you going. <laughs> Definitely getting steamy between these two. Yeah, it was really, um, it was a lot, kind of a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I was totally surprised that they sort of brought Villanelle in to advise them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I guess like you can just come and walk away from murder. So, okay. <laughs> Um, whatever works, and uh, but yeah, so it was, it was an interesting, I think, sort of chained up of events. But yeah, very, it was a very packed episode that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. My main takeaways, I think, at the end of the episode, I was just thinking, how does Villanelle look so good in that pantsuit? Because I just don't think it would have come across the same way if I were to wear something she looks like that. Great. She rocks every single look, which makes it more fun for the viewers. I think, or I think it's fun to see what she's going to wear and showing more of her personality and her twisted mind and the way it works. And then I was picking up on some of the quotes in this particular episode where um, them saying no guts, no glory was a big one because it's like if you don't follow through, you're never going to see what could happen. So it's kind of like symbolizing like ripping off the band-aid and doing things you don't want to do in this case maybe you know committing murder it's fine yeah you might have other ideas of ripping off the band-aid in in less dramatic (laughs) ways but of course in this episode it was all about are they going to kill each other and then the line that villanelle says to nico about you look like a mustache on fudge i'm like who are these writers and who made that line and why do i want to kind of use that on somebody so good i love it and then his reaction is just like that's probably the first time he's ever heard that but those stuck out to, stuck out to me about this episode i just love the mix of humor like we've talked about before yeah. how like such a really dark plot can be so funny and lighthearted at the same mm-hmm. time and the writers are really smart with how they incorporate that at the same mm-hmm. time 
Um, but to get right into kind of our first topic of this episode was how we saw this more human side to Villanelle. She even brings in Tony, the guy who works at the hotel. And I, almost, I thought she was going to kill him for a second. Did you guys think that at all? Oh, yeah. I always just think she's going to kill everyone that comes well, in. Because they lead you path. on to like thinking that. They yeah. like close the door and you're just like, uh-oh, what's well, no, going to happen? I, I didn't because, you yeah. know, she also sleeps with people. I thought she was going to sleep true. with them. That's true. That's a yeah. good point. So she sometimes has sex with these like random people. Maybe she would have had so. sex with him and then killed him. Yeah, because you know, I mean, there's been a few episodes where she's just like randomly sleeping with people. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of. I was like, oh, she's gonna get a hookup. But I yeah. almost <laughs> thought when he was rubbing her head, I was Softer. thinking that he was gonna like maybe take it down the body, and I was like, oh, is she gonna kill him if he tries that? But I did think that was just those little moments in the episode really do tell us a lot about the way she's feeling right now and she Mm -hmm. even says out loud I'm grieving yeah so this brings me to the whole concept of we see them going over what a psychopath is in this episode hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I actually looked this up because I'm like, what's the actual definition? And this was a quick Google search, so... This is what it said on the little Google search, but it says it's a disorder characterized by persistent antisocial behavior. It's impaired empathy and remorse, bold and disinhibited and egotistical traits, and it could be similar to sociopathy. Mm. Did I say sociopathy right? I'm going to say you did. I know. Because I honestly don't. (laughs) So based on this pretty lengthy definition that I just gave, do we think that Villanelle could be a sociopath, or we do think she's been a little bumped and bruised on her way to developing her I would her say she is a sociopath yeah cortex. I mean like the fact that what they said what was one of the things of uh, egotistical mm-hmm. well definitely I think we her, see that yeah her saying I'm expensive and all these <laughs> things are like she knows she needs to be the it girl um, and the fact that she has no remorse when she kills other people the only thing I do see her have connection with is Eve and caring about Eve but even with Eve she'll play with her like when she gave her the pills She's still playing with her. Like, Eve is actually thinking she's going to die, but she's laughing the whole time. Did you guys fall into that trap at all? Because I really did for I did. a second think yeah. that it I was poison. for a second I did. Yeah. I think for a second I did. She got me. Yeah. Villanelle definitely So we knew she was a great actress, too. That's probably, yeah. you know, another trait of a sociopath being able to. Because she gets pleasure. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, your pain. It's, it's from honestly, your pain. like fun. It's a twisted mm-hmm. game for her. But I just think in the way that we see her with Eve, and then we know she's felt that way before in her life. That's why I'm questioning, Could would we, if you had to pick yes or no, would you say psychopath? I would go with yes for now. Yeah, I would yeah. go with yes, too. Because I think when the doctor came and spoke to them, he was like, you know, instead of thinking of a normal person, think of all these things that you take away. And I think that that's valid. Like, there are certain things where she does kill and actually gets enjoyment from killing. Mm-hmm. She gets, you know, she does have all these other things going on. Um, she seems to have an attachment to Eve and also an attachment to Constantine. But she also was able to, in her mind, kill him. And she probably theoretically will come to a point where she feels like she can kill yeah. Eve too. So yeah. And the attachment's would... kind of like also obsessive. Right. It's not like a normal attachment. That's true. It's also That's obsessive. True. You know who I'm questioning though? Eve. 
Like that's Absolutely. who I'm questioning. Like, or is she going to turn to a psychopath? Kind oh, of like I'm like we're going to get to that. Trust mm. me. In this episode, did little tiny hints here and there. Definitely. But that that was actually an interesting thing that I kind of noticed as we see Villanelle kind of show this lighter side. We're mm-hmm. seeing Eve do the dark side, where mm-hmm. it's like maybe that mirror opposite image thing that we keep going back to. Right. And Eve is not exactly playing it coy with her obsession here because her team is noticing. And especially when they showed the slideshow and they had the two pictures of the bloody, gory image, which didn't affect Eve, Mm -hmm. but she was affected by Villanelle's face. So what does that tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she can, she didn't even flinch at the fact of the bloody. And I think the, when the the guy who's speaking to Carolyn, he didn't mention and raise awareness about the fact that he thought Eve is not okay in the whole episode. They're asking, are you okay? I'm like, we are not okay. Like, what is <laughs> happening in this episode? But yeah, it's like, oh, what's happening in that brain of hers? Because it's, it's getting dark. It's definitely getting dark. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. But then I think in most sort of, um, you know, murder mysteries or whatever, mm-hmm. the the cop or whatever, they do see this darkness in themselves. That's how they're able to catch the person. Mm. So the only reason why she really understands Villanelle the way she does is because there is some darkness within her, I believe. I wonder if we're going to be like lesbian Bonnie and Clyde at the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really good point. (laughs) Erica, you do make a really good point with that because it's kind of like takes one to know one principle where you know those characteristics because something inside of you and even you know, shout out to all the podcasts out there. That That's what they were saying in a podcast I was listening to, saying that you recognize things in other people because there is some part of you that holds on to that within yourself. Whether you want to admit it's there or not, you can recognize it. It's a reflection. Because it has to be there. Exactly, because in order to really catch the criminal, you have to put yourself in their shoes right. and to some extent think like they think to see what their next move is going to be. And I feel like the people who are the best at that, it has to be because there's something within them that causes, that makes them able to even think like that, I would think. It makes mm-hmm. me think that it would be a really hard struggle of staying true to who you are when you're constantly kind of putting yourself inside someone else's brain. And I guess being in L.A., even actors do things like that. Do you guys think it would be hard to always remember who I am at the end of the day if you're constantly kind of altering the way you think to fit someone else's brain? Oh, definitely. I think there's going to be a meeting point where the other person and you meet and that's kind of like your new truth or your new person. Which is what we're kind of seeing with Yeah, now. because I think so much influence and you're constantly in that mindset. It's definitely going to take personal effects and show consequences. Yeah, and see, and then I think it the reverse. Like, I think that she's not changing her mindset. I think this is who she is, and before, she's been faking it. So I think okay. some of this is, you know, it's more revealing of who she is as opposed to changing who she is. I think this is really who Eve always was. Yeah. She just kind of played the role with Nico or acted all nice and stuff at work, but I think that's, you know, we discussed this last week about her taking this job because she wanted to be bored. That might have been part of it, but she probably is definitely intrigued by murder and, you know. Yeah. This inner battle with who she wants to be and who she actually is. And right. those are two really interesting theories. You kind of see it as more of a developing into who she is. Yeah. And you see it as peeling back the layers of, no, this was always there. And now right. she's finding. Which is interesting each- because I think Carolyn, this episode kind of dropped a lot of hints about like her being like the um i believe it was the the oz yeah carolyn got creepy yeah, with that the that thing about the shoes she was gonna be the one to kill someone yeah in that but it scene. felt like i almost felt like she's kind of 
training Eve to be an assassin because when we saw them two together with her and Constantine in the car and right. the fact that she was like, I, this doesn't seem stable and all these things are going to follow me and just like the glass slipper or like Ooh, the ruby foreshadowing with that. slippers. And I was like, hmm, why is she calling she's herself like a... She's too smart to not have a yeah, plan. Yeah, she definitely right. has some sort of plan. So I'm wondering what that plan is. But after this, I was like, is she, is she trying to make Eve and a serial killer? And seeing her work with Constantine, you know something that was actually in one of my predictions that we're gonna see a lot of that develop and the writers did it so perfectly to only give us a small taste of it we didn't see it we didn't see any more than just our minds letting us speculate (laughs) what could become of that but they gave us just a little tease i definitely think we're gonna Mm -hmm. see more of that but what do we think of villanelle leaving eve the flowers that was such a quick thing. They didn't really touch on that too much. And it's always, you know, even at the school, she leaves the apple. She'll leave things here and there. So yeah. this isn't her nature. But what what do we think the significance of the flowers necessarily was? in this episode being called Smell You Later and her saying it to Nico at the end, all these things linked together. So what are our thoughts on that one? Well, it's always flowers can be like romantic or they can signify like funeral. Funeral. Right. So and then, yeah. In so. the deleted scene, which I don't know if you guys at home were able to catch this, they were showing that the woman in the flower shop was saying, I'm so sorry. So kind of giving us that clue that it was for something bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's like an end of the Eve that we know. Oh, so I I was like, maybe it's like, it's like the end of Eve as we know her to be right now. Or morning. Ah, So that's how I took it. I was like, morning, good girl Eve. Yeah. Bad girl is coming. Yeah. That's how I saw it. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. And why does it make me kind of excited that she could be this bad girl? (laughs) What do you guys want? Do you want her to stay, sweet Eve? Or do we want to see her kind of be this Bonnie and Clyde couple vibe? (laughs) I mean, I want her to be um, true to her characters. I don't think that, you know, anyone should live or be in a relationship or whatever where they can't, you know, be who they are really meant to be. That's so, a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> be yourself. Well, yeah, and I felt like last time when Nico was asking her to come back and, you know, come back to who she was, I don't know if that, if Eve can, because I don't know if she's always been sweet, like how you said. I don't know if she's truly been a sweet girl or she's just been hiding it and putting up a face. Like you can only do it for so long exactly. before it eventually all crumbles right. down yeah. on you kind of like so I have to say I'm with Eric on that one yeah <laughs> so I was going to say kind of like how um, Carolyn was saying it all is going to come tumbling down mm-hmm. maybe we're seeing that in bits yes! and pieces of all of these roles I'm starting to think like you a little bit but we want to know what you guys are thinking about and of course feedback helps so Delia you've got a message for everyone yes so you guys we just want to say thank you so much for checking in with us every week we love that you guys love the show if you're listening to us on iTunes make sure you like and subscribe and let us know what you're thinking honestly we love the comments and if you're listening to us on iTunes make sure to give us a five star rating it really does help us out and we really enjoy being part of this panel and talking all things Killing Eve because it is intense that's one way to put it <laughs> it is a killer episode. Oh, killer episode. <laughs> and moving right along with the whole are they going to kill each other thing. Yeah. I I knew they wouldn't because I knew, you know, they're not going to kill each other. We have three episodes left, which can we believe that we only have three episodes <sighs> left, by the way. Yeah. But I knew that they weren't going to kill each other. So for the first time, probably in this whole season, I was like, okay, I know she's not going to kill her. But I thought maybe like a little jab here and there mm-hmm. could have happened. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting this whole time for them to come face to face. And... I don't know. I kind of thought it was going to be more dramatic, but I really liked it, how it was just kind of casual of, like, 
her just showing up, take your shoes off, please. Even mixing in the humor of, are you going to apologize now? Are you going to apologize? It's yeah. like with all of their relationship battles and hardships, it's like it still kind of brings it all back around mm-hmm. to like this is still kind of like couple behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not sorry. You should be sorry. <laughs> yeah. And just that was funny to me how they kind of touched base on like your typical problems that mm-hmm. they would still yeah. have. But what did we think about when they – came together i did anyone else notice that they always seem to like be in eve's kitchen like when they like reunite it's always so interesting but i actually loved it when she was walking in and she asked her to take off her shoes and it was that whole like awkwardness like are you serious right Mm -hmm. now like and yeah i thought it was going to be more dramatic but the sexual tension between them was intense like you could still feel it even though there wasn't much going on like the fact of how close they were and would Just you do the, like long stairs yeah and, look at each and other. the way they repeat everything that they said like do you still think about it i think about it all the time and like there's do you want to little... frisk me that yeah. she says when she walks in yeah. and then we notice that eve takes off her her protective was that what was she wearing? It was uh, the bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. Yeah, right. Yeah. I couldn't think. Did she put her thinking. hair down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I'm wondering, is she nervous because she could kill her, or is she nervous like the way you would get before going on a date? Or mm-hmm. do we think the main nervousness came from? Yeah. Well, well, she said she wasn't, but obviously seeing her prep in the mirror, she wanted to look good. She did, obviously, and everyone's like telling Eve, "Be careful," and then Eve's totally not listening to anybody else and just. Being crazy and just trusting that Villanelle is just going to be fine. I'm and like, what right. do we think of the banter back and forth with you should be afraid after what you did to me? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? What do we think of all that? Well, not so much the banter, but if she actually paid Constantine to hire Villanelle to kill her, then that's what would lead me to believe that she might actually try to kill me. And so I, she could have been fearful, I think, because that was the pretext that she did. Mm-hmm. She used to get her there, which I was like, can't Carolyn just call Constantine? But apparently <laughs> that would be too easy. Yeah, right. leave it to TV to never go the easy yeah. route. I know. Yeah. I was like, why did she go through all that? Like, she could have sent her a note, you know, like, she could have done something. I thought some other sort of subterfuge, less dangerous route. Um, but, yeah, so it was interesting. I didn't really think, once she got there, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really think there wasn't sort of that tension, like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I don't think that I was really worried about that once she actually got there. But the whole you know, the hiring the hit on Eve that led up to that. I think there was a moment where she was contemplating really killing Eve for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's beautiful in the most twisted way is that there is that underlying trust. Eve knew that she could do something like that because she knew Villanelle wouldn't do that. And I mean, she said it. Yeah, saying like, I could have taken you out with a car, or done all these drastic things where we never even had to come face to face to kill you. Eve knew that she wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this weird vulnerable side to Villanelle when she's like, okay, you're right. I guess I wouldn't do that. And even when she took the pills in front of Villanelle, that to me was her saying, I trust you and that's why I'm going to do this in front of you because I'm showing you in this act of me taking it, this Mm. is me saying I trust you. Even taking off the bulletproof (laughs) (laughs) even taking that off is the ultimate sign that she feels safe with her she might be the worst person to feel safe with but something about her there's that comfort and I think it speaks a lot for just their characters in general that we as the viewer see that chemistry between them or they're not even saying anything but we're picking up on those long stares and obviously the music and all that helps but it's these two characters do have this connection that can't really be explained Mm -hmm, and I think that comes across really well yeah because even Villanelle was like you want to search me and Eve was like no there's no need to 
So I was like, that's also the trust between the two. That, yes, a serial killer comes into your home dressed in a veil, like right. all in black, saying, like, okay, I'm in mourning. And you're like, good, just be like, yeah, just come on in. Let's have some. Well, yeah, because I also feel, too, like, she said, like, what's the point? Because if she really wanted to kill her, like, she's so skilled. You know what I mean? She doesn't have to carry anything. She could no. easily use something in her house, like, a million different ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, yeah, what? why bother? <laughs> I feel like we are Taylor Swifting this episode where everyone finds the, what do they call them, the um, Easter eggs in oh, the music yeah. video. I feel like we're, like, the more I'm thinking about things, because even with the veil, my initial thought was, till death do us part. And I'm like, mm. are they trying to play on, are they going to kill each other? Who's yeah. going to go for it first? Which, even though... I just said I knew it probably wasn't going to happen. I think that was still really kind of creative how they tied that all, all together. Right. And then we touched on this a little bit ago. Eve is showing us this much darker side. What was that with the guy in the train? Mm-mm. Like, what was that? That was like, that insane. Was, that was showing psychopathic behavior because that guy had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So was she thinking about, like, I think she almost wanted, like, the rush and the mm-hmm. energy. I think that, like, high is now really exciting to her. Yeah. And like we said, she's bored in her normal life. She yeah. wants Nico out of the house. <laughs> yeah. She's over it. And I think anything, it's like now she's like an adrenaline junkie for anything that like psychopathic yeah. behavior. Yeah, that was insane. At first I didn't know because she kind of stood there with her jacket. And at first I was like, did he give her something or take something from her? That's what I first mm-hmm. thought because it was like a quick like tap. So I was like, oh, like he either felt something. But then when I saw her stand behind him and think about pushing them. I was like, oh. So this like, is what it's all about. Psycho on us. Yeah, that's when I was like, okay, so you're not okay. You're definitely not. <laughs> so we should talk about <laughs> I mean, she's not okay, although I will say it is very offensive when people randomly shove you. On <laughs> Especially when a train is coming. Yeah. And you're closer to the edge. Because it was kind of like, wait, why are you pushing me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was interesting. So then she realized, okay, he's not with Villanelle. He's not here to, you know, harm me. But it is still sort of like an irritating thing to do. Yeah. So don't do that would be our recommendation for people on platforms because you could you know what I mean because she had to hold back because there was a moment where I was like just push him girl he was rude and push him push him but she held back if you guys learn anything from this show don't uh, push on platforms yeah don't <laughs> yeah because it's rude and you could get pushed back that's that's really that, all yeah. So, yeah. Very do we dangerous. think we're going to see more of these little signs from Eve that she's developing to the darker side oh definitely I think that's definitely where they're trying to go especially with um, when they got the ghost and Villanelle asked her if she wanted to watch which I was surprised that Eve didn't but I was like eventually I feel like it's going to be Leave it to Delia with that perfect transition. That's kind of what I wanted to touch on, too, as well as one of, like, the main points of this episode was now we see them working together. Yeah. And I think that's kind of exciting. These are going to be these, like, power, forceful women. And there's no way they can have a trusting bond being this team of really accomplishing what they want. Mm -hmm. If Eve is not thinking the same way Villanelle is, she has to, like, meet her in that messed up headspace to get the job done. So I, I don't see how Eve can do both. I don't see how she could be one person and be working with, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she's going to have to be that evil person. Yeah, that's why I was so confused with that quick shot of Carolyn and Constantine. Because he, they saw them both get in the car together and they were pleased. It wasn't like they were questioning. They both had kind of planned it. Yeah, I'm thinking Carolyn is not this sweet No, angel. she's, she's oh, working she's for not, the bad guys. Definitely not. But... 
Yeah, so I'm just like, I don't know what she's trying to make either Villanelle become or Eve become, but it's some, it's part of a bigger scope that we haven't been introduced. It's almost like they're the little puppets, right? They're kind of yeah. just like tugging them along exactly how they want, and it seems like even Villanelle are doing exactly what they want so far. Because even when she said about the, when the guy was telling her about how Eve isn't okay um, and her obsession with Villanelle in the library scene, she wasn't surprised or anything. It was almost like just being reaffirmed by what she knew. It was like, right. this is not new new information for me. She was just kind of like very dismissive of all of it. And I was like, if that was my employee who I'm trying to get her to figure out what's going on. Or she, I would be like, all right, you're off the case. Like, we're going to bring someone else in. But the fact that she's just like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Let me just give you some Wizard of Oz facts. Right. And like, okay. Yeah, right. that that's a yeah. really good point, actually. She's not surprised at all by mm-hmm. that because she's been noticing this whole time. And turns out this is probably or what is she, planning she wants to happen mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't that surprised by it because consistently, I mean, at some point, I think maybe in the first season or whatever, but Carolyn had slept with Constantine. Yeah. So they've always been working together, which is kind of why I was like, she could have just called him. Because <laughs> like, oh, I'm on the run. And I think, um, I don't, I'm not sure if it was last season or this season, but Villanelle did say to Eve, you know, in one of their meetings, like, you'll find out that we're probably working for the same person. And at the end of the day, the lines are never clear. It's always gray with what Carolyn is really doing. And they're not the regular police. So clearly they have sort of means to do things that are sort of outside of the law, obviously. And, uh, you know, so you don't know. Maybe she is working with Constantine now. We don't really know. Yeah. And then we also see Eve still struggling with, she she is going over to the dark side, as we've talked about before, but she's still not wanting to hurt the other girl. She still doesn't want to inflict pain the way it's very easy for Villanelle to do. And she's actually upset with Villanelle, saying, what did you do to her? And it obviously causes a little bit of tension with them. So how do we feel about that one? I mean, she's she's going to need to kind of toughen up if she yeah. needs to do this. Which is interesting because with the guy at the platform, she was so quick to act. So I think she just needs to be triggered. I don't think she's very... She wasn't triggered in that moment because um, she was just like trying to get information like out of her. She's like a dark girl in training. Yeah, she's, she's like, just like... Not yeah, yet. Villanelle's always ready to go and I think I don't know what her past is that allows her just to kill and like what she's gone through because we know Villanelle has a very dark past so I don't think enough bad stuff has happened to Eve that she's crossed that line yet but I'm pretty sure she's about to cross. She's almost there. Like when her partner died that she wanted to kill Villanelle that was a huge um, when she saw Villanelle killing her partner she was willing to do anything to kill Villanelle and get revenge so I think when she's really, really triggered, then that's when it's right. like, okay. When it's enough for her yeah. to really act on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, I think maybe she was a little irritated. I don't think she was really upset because if you send Villanelle in there and it's like a locked box or whatever, like, I don't know what they prep Villanelle with, but clearly you want her to do whatever it takes to get the information that you want. So, yeah. you know, so she, I think she, in her mind, had to expect that theoretically Villanelle could have killed her. That's why she put her in there. Kind of like Eve wants her cake and eat it. She wants to have the cake and eat it too where she's telling her to do one thing but she also doesn't really want her to do the other thing and Mm -hmm. then you see Villanelle just having fun with it the whole time where she's like, hey, you want to watch? Like it's just playing a game here. It's not like anything to do with actually hurting people and then I think Eve still has that human side to her where she's like, 
what are you going to do? And it's, I but mean, to some extent, but she put her in there and, right. the, and the girl was handcuffed. So theoretically, she knew that that was she, possible. You know, I mean, what did you expect, really? Yeah. So the fact that, you know, it was a surprise that she wasn't dead. What so. do we think she did to her? <laughs> I, I don't know. In Villanelle fashion, it's probably something amazingly well done. I don't know, because she always has like a such a sass way of killing people. It's never just... It's never bit, like I'm nervous yeah. at all. No, it's, I got I mean, this. I think I thought she must have, um, you know, because the, the woman must know who Villanelle is because it works for similar people or whatever. So I assume she must have threatened her children with yeah. whatever it is that she, you know, she really does. And when she really enjoys killing people and then... That would be enough, I would think. Mm-hmm. That was a good point about her whole family is associated. When we said this in the last episode, that most of the killers we see, we don't think about their whole family. So that's another thing that they could really go after. I wonder if we'll see that more of the family in it at all. Or mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's like she was fine and she could talk and she looked okay. So clearly she had to, I'm sure she didn't mm-hmm. just threaten to kill her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting had they given us a little bit of an idea of what she actually said to her to get her to. And with that line calling her a monster, was she calling Eve or Villanelle the monster? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) both. I almost feel like it was for Eve. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't really make sense because she's the one that didn't really do much. But but did she? I mean, right. I mean, I think that's the thing. I think that she, I think in that instance, I mean, it was well written the way they did it, but I think it absolutely was for Eve because mm-hmm. she was in Eve's custody and, and basically Eve found this box in the woods and set Villanelle on her. So that would have to, you know, that person would be a monster that would do that because she knows what Villanelle does. Yeah. Just the way. Villanelle will do anything for Eve. Yeah. So if you ask Villanelle to kill your cousin Joe, she's going to do it. Or she would true. do it anyway because yeah. she enjoys killing. So yeah. if you put her in a room and this and the person is chained and stuff, then it's like... Defenseless. You have to be a monster to do that. So with only three episodes left, I'm wondering if we're going to kind of see it be a sped up process of Eve getting to that point or because we saw a little bit of the tension between how Eve handled it versus Villanelle handling it. And she's still not fully on board with the harm so mm-hmm. fast. Like, she was definitely struggling with that. I wonder if we'll see more of that, which could cause a little bit of tension in the partnership. I'm wondering if it'll be smooth sailing or if they're going to constantly be back and forth on how they would handle situations. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think they both know each other well enough. I think that... Villanelle understands Eve and that's like the weird their weird relationship mm-hmm. that even though she knows that Eve can be weak at times and so can Villanelle they both understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and now and we're it, mixing business and pleasure yeah, which right. doesn't always yeah. end well <laughs> I know but, but I'm very is, excited to see the ultimate mix I'm excited to see it too and especially yeah. with the creativity with the writers I think they know just enough to give us and I have a feeling that we already know they're renewed for season three, so I have a feeling we are going to be left with the biggest cliffhanger yeah. of all time for the ending it, episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think Villanelle is such a dark person to even be in a relationship with. So mm-hmm. I think to see if they develop some sort of friendship 
and how that grows will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. So dark, but yet we love her. We love it. <laughs> we love her so, so much. much. She's mean, but she we love so it. Fun. And <laughs> even in the episode when I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she's with Nico at the end, she's like, oh, that hurts. Like, yeah. she's a psychopath. Yeah. She does these things. And I think this is just so fun for her. It like, is. She's just like, he's her little mouse in the trap, and she's just like, the cat dangling him along mm-hmm. and having so much fun and loving to watch him squirm while throwing out amazing insults all at the same time. <sighs> Only in Villanelle fashion can she of pull course. that off. Of course. Well, thank you guys for all your input and all yes. of our ideas and theories. And I'm excited to see yes. who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, so let's nice get to see to... Nico have a little fire. Yeah. yeah I mean, think it was actually... in you. I know. And, I mean, she, she even said that. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he's been like such a snooze. So it's good to see him. <laughs> Fire him up a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. And now we have our special segment, The Anticipation's Been Building. Is it good or bad, guys? What do you think? <laughs> All right, you guys. So we're back it's on... Like story time. We can't <laughs> yeah. We're back on Female Assassins. So that is a picture of Idioa Lopez Riano. Riano. AKA also known as the Tigress. She is a former high ranking commando for the violent Basque separatist organization called ETA. And so basically, she's credited, um, and Basque is sort of um, a portion of Spain where for a long time, and even until I want to say recently, the past few years, they always wanted to be a separate country from yeah. Spain. So, and this has been going on for many years, but. Back in the 80s, she is credited, the Tigress, La Tigressa, is credited with the assassination of 23 people in Spain during a particularly volatile period of their Basque independence campaign. Wow. She's responsible for the Madrid explosion that killed 12 civil, um, civil guards in 1986. And she's also been account- accountable for sporadic acts of violence, including gunning down individual police officers and soldiers. Um, and then also she's been known because they always talk about her sexual prowess as well. So basically, like she would sleep with sort of the police officers and stuff and then like murder their comrades. Whoa. Whoa. So, yeah. So she wouldn't actually murder the person she was sleeping with, but she like might Get- murder his supervisor or something. Whoa. She's so, got a strategy. Exactly. <laughs> That's some Game of Thrones stuff right, right? there. <laughs> exactly. She was eventually brought to justice and she was caught hiding in France and Algiers actually in 1990. I think. I think it was 94 actually she was caught she was sentenced she was sentenced to 2000 years in prison Wow. Which is an extreme sentence, but it was sort of symbolic for how violent they thought she was. And at the time that she was sentenced, she was only pursuant to Spanish law, you were only allowed to serve 30 years maximum mm. no matter what you did anyway. So regardless of all this, she actually served uh 23 years. And one for each person that she murdered and was released in 2017. Ooh. So she is out and about kicking it now. Ooh, but, watch out, guys. <laughs> but although I will say this, while in prison, they had this sort of reform for ETA members. So if you face the people, you know, you face the families of your victims and you uh-huh. renounced violence and stuff. That kind of worked to help you parole early as well. So she has renounced violence. And since she renounced violence and the ETA, they actually, I think, kicked her off their membership anyway. So supposedly she's nice and sweet now. (laughs) 
I don't know, you guys. <laughs> like, I also really don't want to run into yeah, her on like, the exactly. I'm, I'm like, going to Spain. Oh, let's uh, let the grasa. Let's just avoid her. <laughs> I, I feel like she'd be a great person to sit down and have a little a great Spanish tapas with. I, I feel like I would meet her. You're like Eve. You're like Eve. I'm like warning you, be careful. And you're like, no, it's going to be fine. It's fine. It's fine. She does not do bombs anymore. <laughs> I mean, come on. And if she sits with me, then that means she's going to kill somebody else. We all have a past. So, yes. Yes. And I have have to say it is kind of cool to have like a like a name associated with I it. I know like the kind of the tiger name. She not tiger. Like there's anything yes. okay with that, but it's kind of La awesome tigressa. to have a name if you're gonna. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know it. you, Delia, have some news for us. Yes. So Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle, she has had a ton of interviews where she says that she's had a lot of weird experiences with males at airports just being fans and trying to like chase her down uh, <laughs> in the middle of the night just waiting on her to sign things and she even had not a creepy. no <laughs> totally creepy this is totally creepy guys do not do this to anyone there's like a line female. between being a fan yeah. and now you're actually stalking them and they're scared and so the fact that stop. she plays a you know psychopath also is probably what's drawing a lot of these weirdos out but she oh even gosh. also had a fan once ask her to strangle her that was one of the weirdest things and I can just imagine how strange that would be to be like um no I'm not well, gonna, gonna do uh, that you're, 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 <laughs> sign your paper but i'm not gonna no but i I think it was like at 2 a.m and she was at the airport and there was all these people who just men just following her around and she says that because of playing villanelle she unfortunately has a zero love life at the moment so she's getting attention just not at all the the kind kind she she wants wants. sounds about right (laughs) i can just imagine just because people do see her as this the character and so yeah i can see that being a little bit tough right now but. And just like friendly reminder to everyone who is a fan of the show, let's also respect them so we can yes. have another. Season. And what's up with like people <laughs> loving serial killers or or psychopaths? It's a whole taboo. It's a whole... Don't press this button and wanting to press the button. Like but, with yeah, yeah, that darkness is sexy. I mean, like, yeah. it really is. <laughs> It's what we all want what we can't have, and yeah. it's sick and annoying. And I wish we exactly, could I it. wouldn't kill anyone. However, I love Dexter. I don't know. Dexter, oh, Dexter. Gosh. <laughs> it's yeah. just one of those things. Let's just everyone stay safe and have that, that fine line of like find a balance. Yeah, let's find a balance. <laughs> I'm really worried for exactly a stay safe, everybody. <laughs> yes. But don't shove me on a platform. <laughs> but stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Speaking of staying safe, it's that's not what I think is going to happen as far mm. as our predictions of what's going to happen. Three episodes left, guys. I always feel like it's Halloween every time we get predictions. (laughs) Okay, so we're taking it one episode at a time. So for the next one, what do we think is going to happen? So I honestly think that because I saw Villanelle and Eve working together, I do think that something's going to trigger them to go against Constantine and Carolyn. Like something might lead them to eventually join forces to I like that work against their bosses. I don't think Eve and Villanelle are the type to, they're both really stubborn. They're not yeah. the type to want to be controlled. So I think as soon as they find out what's happening, right. that's not yeah. gonna that's not gonna go over well. Exactly. Right. Um I still think that Nico is like a plant mm. or is gonna turn evil. Especially when she was like mustache on fudge. I was like, is that mustache even real? <laughs> Whoa, so you think he might be some... So I do feel like, and, and he pulled her up kind of hard, so I do feel like uh, Nico might 
I think we're going to see some shadiness from Nico. I think we're mm. going to see some shadiness, some betrayal, at least some, at a minimum, some rough patches in his relationship with Eve. If not, he might be working for somebody. Mm. Let me ask you this. Do you think Eve is going to be upset? Because obviously Nico's not going to keep his mouth shut. He's, I would imagine that he would confront Eve about what he's learned. He didn't know about the stabbing. He didn't know she went to go see her. Villanelle did not spare the details of her getting into bed, clearly trying to mess with Nico's mind, and it worked, clearly. We saw mm-hmm. that rage come out in him. So wouldn't you think that Eve would be a little upset with Villanelle trying to tamper with her perfect image life that she still wants to keep for now? Um, I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal. You don't? Because I think she kind of spins whatever. So Nico will confront her and she'll be like, it's my job. And he'll like go for it like he always does, I think. I mean, he's she is pretty good at spinning Nico any way she wants. So yeah. I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that alone. I think if Nico uses that to then go cheat with the little other co-workers or whatever, that would do something. But, you know, I don't, I think she'll be able to get out of that. I almost think Nico's not going to tell her. Yeah. I almost think it's going to be like, he's probably going to like ask around it, but like okay. see, if, see she, if she would say yeah. it, which she won't. Yeah, right. exactly. I really do like Erica's theory with that where maybe Nico, maybe, you know, we've seen him as, oh, kind of the pushover mm-hmm. in the relationship. Maybe that's the whole plan this whole time to right. think that he's a pushover just to leave us hanging at the end and not be a pushover. Yeah. The only thing I really had was... I definitely think that the team of Constantine and Carolyn is going to be, it's going to blow up. That's going to be a really big thing. And I think they're going to keep us on our toes with showing us yeah. bits and pieces. And we're seeing we're seeing the darker sides of each character developing. Mm-hmm. No one's getting better. We're seeing no. all of even who we thought were the good characters mm-hmm. slowly unravel the layers of maybe this is who they always were the whole time. Mm-hmm. So now we're even seeing that the two opposing teams so we thought could be working together and have this whole other plan yeah that now i can't even keep straight of all the directions this could possibly yeah. go in I mm-hmm. yeah and that's why i think there's a cliffhanger because i don't think three episodes is gonna tie no, it it's all a up. lot it's a, a lot we know there's a third season so it has to go somewhere definitely very true it's a lot of question marks that still need to be answered and For then sure. yeah i think the only other thing that i was really curious about what what nico's now path is gonna look like and I'm excited for that too. And now I can't stop thinking about his mustache and the fudge. <laughs> I know that That's mustache such a good and fudge com- is so. I'm just true. like curious of the writing process behind that. Like, who's like this line will be a good one? And mm-hmm. I wonder what that kind of that'll be really fun too. I actually did try and talk to a writer, but it's very difficult. So if anyone out there has connections, we would love to kind of pick oh, their yes. brains. And you know, maybe for season three, we could we could get a writer on. Oh, and that I would, would be love great. to see what the process of each episode is like. And the tug and pull of what keeps the episodes. What I like how they show the deleted scenes on commercials because that is really fun to see what makes the cut and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Agree. I agree. And before we go, I do want to say we all have the same theme of denim and we didn't yeah. even talk about oh. it, but normally you guys match and I don't, so for once, all yeah. three of us can be in sync. Yay. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, guys. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Don't go too hard on the tequila. <laughs> I am Haley J. You can find me at HeyJ underscore, H-A-Y-J underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Delia Gomez. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Delia Gomez. And I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Bye-bye. Ciao Bye. for now, folks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for 
all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.